Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining me. This is going to be part two of the Open Your Mind. Um, sitting here just uh, waiting to start work. It seems to be a good time to record it in the morning. I seem to be really, I don't know, clear-headed in the morning, like pretty much after I first get up. That's a, that is what they say about like the subconscious mind is like that's why they say to write very first thing when you first get up is because like you're still tapped into the deeper part of your mind before the conscious mind comes and messes it all up. There's been a lot going on with me, a lot going on with the world. I actually lost my friend last week. You know, I hadn't talked to him in a long time. So it was one of those, like, I have received a call from my other buddy who we were, all three of us were really close. And uh, I could hear, he left me a voicemail because I was at work. I didn't answer. I could hear it in his voice that he was like, you know, basically crying. You know, his voice was all shaky. And knowing this guy, I'm like, man, okay. I was like, he's either going to tell me he's dying or somebody else died because this guy is, you know, my friends generally don't cry like that. Never. I've never seen him cry. Anyway, the, uh, yeah, it sucks, man. Like, I was really close with this guy and um, these two buddies, you know, the one that passed and the one that called me, like, they got me through some really, really tough times. I was in some really dark places a long while back. And friends like that are really important because, you know, it, it's those kind of connections that really keep us alive in this world. And that's why, you know, the idea that, you know, if somebody doesn't reach out to you, you were never very important to them is, is BS. The fact of the matter is we get crazy busy in this world we live in. Like there's so much going on. Most of us are working just to survive and pay our bills and just stay afloat. You know what I mean? So the idea that somebody not reaching out means they don't care is stupid. Like if you want to talk to your friends, reach out, hit them up, ask them how they're doing. Reach out, you know, sometimes, <laughs> hey, how are you doing? You know, sending somebody a kind text, any kind of text will, you know, can change their whole day, can change their whole outlook. And that goes with anything out in the world too. Like you have no idea the ripple effect that, you know, saying a nice word to somebody can have just like saying a negative word can have a huge ripple effect in their life. That could be the last straw. Like that's why it's important to be kind to everybody you meet. And my job field that I've been in, I mean, now I'm not having to do with the public so much, but you know, it, I started out the first couple of years I was here doing this job and, you know, trying to be as kind as I possibly could to everybody and trying to treat others like, you know, if my family was <laughs> at the airport, you know, how I would want my family to be treated. And, you know, for the most part, it's done me well. You know, I believe we get back what we put out there. And, you know, I try to model that. You know, after I promoted and became more of a leadership figure at my work, it, you know, became a lot more weight, a lot more stress when I'm managing people at, you know, imagine, managing a pot of like or so of 11 people and having to coordinate where their breaks are, coordinate when they need to go to the bathroom, you know, argue with people that, <laughs> you know, that bring issues like, you know, members of the public, that's part of my job is to, you know, essentially de-escalate situations and uh, try to, you know, even reprimand people if I need to. And honestly, it's been a... Uh, it's been a wild ride. Like it's been so crazy that the past, you know, it's been a year since I took that promotion and, um, 
it's this year is just blown by because I've been under so much stress. And it wasn't until I started my new job inside the same organization that I realized how much stress I was actually under. And it's important to be honest with yourself and be like, hey, man, this is this is what's been going on. Um, a lot of times we continue throughout the day. And even if we are, if we feel like we're, we're smart people, you know, we do things that essentially are not the best thing for us every single day of the week. And sometimes you got to be honest with yourself. Be like, hey, man, this stuff is really messing me up. And that's part of the truth. And that's mental health is such an important thing that most people overlook. Like this person I knew was on, you know, if like I keep trying to keep tabs with them online, talk to him every once in a while through Facebook. And he seems like, and he always seemed like the most positive person. Like, you know, he could conquer the freaking world, but it just goes to show you that you have no idea the battle somebody's fighting inside. You know, Robin Williams is a good example of that. You have no idea that this man was suffering the way he was. And that's why, you know, it's so freaking important to just try to be kind to everybody. To get past this stupidic view that most people have on society that the world is a dark, stupid place. I assure you that the negative people, the racist people, the, you know, the all these people doing the negative things in this world are a fraction of a percentage of the people who want the best for everyone in this world, who want to see good, who want, you know, others to succeed. The fact is, if all of your information comes from the media, if all of it comes from social media, if all of it comes from watching, you know, your favorite <laughs> news channel, your anything, you know, it comes from your all your conservative buddies, all your Democrat buddies, you're going to have a really negative view of the world. And that is the facts that people need to realize, that that is not the real world. <laughs> it really isn't. Again, as somebody who has come in contact and can put together percentages on people I've interacted with over the past three years, like the negative people I would interact with at my job is the equivalent of, you know, the world realistically, because it's a small percentage of people. Now, again, the media and the news, anytime they get any kind of a negative story that they feel like they can run with, they do it. And it makes it out to be like, you know, all of this entire group of people is a certain way or all of this entire group of people is a certain way. And that's not true, which then causes a ripple effect. Remember the ripple effect I was talking about a minute ago? Well, think about it in a big, giant way, like a whole country, for example. You have, uh, you know, the news media the past few years, especially the media, mainly the media has painted, I'm going to give an example, like a lot of these corporations have painted Caucasian white folks as the absolute worst thing, you know, be less white. There's been literal things that say be less white or, <laughs> you know, like you need to do better. You need to do this. All white people are racist. I've heard this one a lot. And to me, it's, it's offensive so what that does is all these people who are definitely not in any way racist, not at all, it 
it creates, you know, anger inside of them because like you have entire groups of people telling you that you're privileged or that you're racist or, you know, guilty by association essentially for, for what, when you haven't done anything like for me, there's never been like, I understand what people are saying about privilege. I get it. But like, I've never had a day of privilege in my life. I grew up in the same neighborhood, same poor neighborhoods as a lot of folks. Like I was the minority in a lot of my neighborhoods. And I'm not saying I'm not going to sit here and cry that I've had a crappy life. What I'm saying is that the people that you hate in the world are the people with money. Money is the only privilege in this world. That is something that I've been wanting to get out there for a long time. And a lot of people don't realize that they're essentially the people running the world are pitting the poor against the poor. Like when you get pulled over by the cops, you know, the first thing they're going to do is profile your car. 100%. It's the first thing they do. They run your plate. You know, you got a missing taillight. Your car is kind of junky. That is associated with the poor. They're going to give you a ticket. You're going to have to pay because they know you can't fight the ticket. You're not, you're not seeing people in their Mercedes as in, like Ice-T said, you're not seeing people getting pulled out of their Mercedes or out of their Lamborghini or anything like that. You're not seeing them getting pulled out onto the ground and arrested because those people have lawyers and the cops know that. They can fight. They can win. The fact of the matter is the people in the poor class generally cannot. And these are the facts. It's not, it's not rocket science. Like, they are turning us on each other. And... It's, it's been tiring, man. I mean, it's died down now because, you know, like an idiot cop hasn't killed another person yet. <laughs> but like the fact is we got to get past the fact that it's black versus white or, you know, any ethnicity versus any ethnicity. It's stupid. Like it is us versus them as a whole. The people running the show and then the people really making the machine move. We are the people making the machine move, the people going to work every day, the people, you know, essentially working in the factories, as I said. We are the people running the show, realistically, are making the world run. And then we vote for these people who essentially keep us under their boot. You know, they give us all these crazy promises and blah, 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 and we never see any of it. To me, this is like, it's been insane, man. It's been insane being a free thinker the past few years because it's like, like seriously, man, like most people, again, they look at the world through the lens of either being a Democrat or Republican. So now it's like, everything's been weaponized. The truth itself has been weaponized. And why do you think that is? Because they don't want people to know what the truth is. Like you can look at the world right now. Everyone is confused. No one knows what's real, what's false, anything. Why do you think that is? There was a message that was put out. It was a, it was a guy on YouTube that I watched. I'm not exactly sure of his name, um, but he talks about the KGB's plan for, uh, I think it's called, <sighs> something to do with neurodivergence. Um, I'm not exactly sure of the name. I'll look into it later. Maybe post it on another thing. But it's a plan that the KGB had to, you know, overthrow certain governments. And it's to essentially part of the plan was eventually people wouldn't know what is real and what is false. You don't know who to trust and who is not to trust. You could have a 
you know, you could have one group saying, oh, this person that's invading you is all right. They're all good. You know, it's, this sounds crazy, but like when you watch this YouTube video and you look at the state of the world, it's absolutely correct. We have no idea what is true, what is false anymore. Like I see it online every single day. Everybody does. You can look in the comments and read this crap for yourself. We, you can present an argument from a conservative perspective and then from a democratic perspective. And it's the same exact rhetoric, just in opposite ends. Like, no, your person's corrupt. No, your person's corrupt. I got the answer for all of you. They're all corrupt people. They're all of them. And the idea that, you know, white folks are responsible for all this nonsense or black folks are responsible for all this nonsense is, is stupid. Like, we got to stop all that because it's dumb. Like, it doesn't do any good to try to say, you know, y'all did this. It, does, it doesn't make a difference. The, the people who did it are not alive. And I'm aware there are people who still experienced segregation, and that's a terrible thing. We, as a society, have to learn to move past this. And the media, again, makes it out to be that the world itself is racist. The whole country is. All the white people in the country are racist. You know, people are getting still enslaved. People are getting, <laughs> like, I've seen one comment, you know, people are still getting lynched in some, like, that's, it's ridiculous. That is not actually happening. Are people getting killed by the cops? Absolutely. Is there a lot of police brutality? Absolutely. On both sides. It's happening to everybody. Myself, I've been arrested more times than anybody I know. I haven't been charged. I've been pulled over more times. Okay, not, not arrested. I meant to say I've been pulled over more times than anybody I've known. I've been arrested three times, but not charged. And the answer is, never in my times of getting pulled over have I thought about running. Never in my times have I thought about trying to fight the cop. Never in my times of getting pulled over have I tried to do any of that kind of stuff. Tried to run away in my car. Because that's stupid. Like, you... These, these people are driving around just wishing for somebody to do some crazy stuff like that so they could take their ass down. Like, honest to God, like, you get a chance to drive in a high-speed adrenaline rush chase, hell yeah, you're going to do it. And that's the facts. Like, we have to stop giving these people ammunition to do this stuff. Bottom line. Like... Like living, I mean, and also living in a life of crime, living in, th in that way, you're never going to get ahead. There is very, very small, small, tiny percentages of, of gang members and whatnot that actually make it and get and stay rich. And because for one, you know, karma, I'm going to tell you right now, you are not going to sell drugs and sell death to people and not have to pay for that. Anything that you take from somebody else is going to be taken from you. Anything, you know, like you sell somebody drugs and it destroys their life, your life is eventually going to be destroyed. That is a fact. If these different gangs would work together and protect their communities and actually do good in their communities, it would make sense. But when people join gangs, you know, because they're out on the streets and they need brotherhood, so what do they do? They go and kill other people who are in the same predicament as them just because they came on their streets. That is the dumbest crap ever. And it's being perpetuated over and over again by mainstream music. Like it's cool. Freaking mainstream rap is literally selling people drugs. Like seriously, you don't understand this. 
Like there, you know, people like Drake are literally glorifying Xanax addiction, pumping it into the populace. So what do these kids do? They get Xanax all over the place from their schools and everywhere else. They get freaking, you know, people think that weed is the problem. Like I'd rather everybody in the world smoke weed. <laughs> but when we're addicted to Xanax, heroin, Oxycontin, like it's a cool thing that like they're glorifying it because they got all this money and they need to deal with the stress of being a public figure. <laughs> but then they sell it to the kids through the music. And who do you think is financing it? The corporations, my friends. The corporations are financing all of this. And if anybody can listen to this, podcast right now and try to tell me because I have an opinion on all this stupidity that I'm a racist person that's the most ignorant thing like obviously you're not educated enough to make these decisions I am not in any way a racist person I never have been but you know if you look in a lot of the message boards or even friends you know that I have that are posting stuff like they post a lot of stuff it's like you know <laughs> Like, Caucasians are at fault for this, or, you know, there'd be a lot less Caucasians in the world. That stuff is offensive. And it's not just, <laughs> you know, one group of people that is capable of racism. Everybody is. It's ignorant to think otherwise. It's ignorant to think that it's, you know, freaking, you know, black supremacy or Mexican supremacy is okay, but white supremacy would not be. It's all the freaking same thing. Supremacy is supremacy. None of it's okay. The fact of the matter is, we're in this world together. I, I spent, a, you know, five years of my life going to concerts and freaking, I was part of this little group and we would go and we'd fight Nazis at concerts, at hardcore shows. That was my thing. I got into many scuffles and it solved nothing. I had broken hands, you know, freaking all kinds of stuff. I've seen all kinds of craziness and it solved nothing. It wasn't changing anybody's mind to go beat them up wasn't doing anything. Blind hatred and blind anger is not going to solve the problems. We solve the problems by coming together and realizing that we are better together in this world and we can build a better society. We can build a better world together. And that's the other part, you know, open your mind. That's the, you know, the realization that history is being hidden from us because if we knew the truth about our origins, we can come together and, you know, it'd be like the Tower of Babel incident. You know, there's quite a bit of evidence that suggests that's actually a real event. Now, if you read the Sumerian version of it, you know, we were coming together and essentially going to build a tower to the heavens, if you will. Um, we could come together as a world and be a space-faring civilization. We could advance to the next level. But the fact is, we have these people keeping us purposely divided. Why is that? Because we can all be kept enslaved and make them the money. And therefore, they keep the control. That's it. That's the game. It's control. Power over others. There's two paths you can take in this existence. Jesus taught the main path, the good path, the service to others path. The other side is negative, the path to service to self, the control, the power over others. That's the negative side. To choose the, you know, service to others side, you have to put, you know, others before yourself, essentially. That's ultimately what it is. And 
you know, not all the time, but you need to do good deeds for others. That's literally all you need to do according to Jesus' teachings. That's it. Yes, you accept Jesus, but it's more about accepting the Christ energy that exists inside of you. But in any case, I'm about out of time. Just wanted to get on here and talk while I was all fired up this morning. I appreciate anybody who's listening to this. This is Josh with the Synchronized Universe podcast. You all have a good day.